Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, 4 o'clock hour. We're here until 6. And then we'll have Florida State baseball up against the Florida Gators. Top 15 matchup in the country. I think the Gators are 14th now. And Florida State has jumped into the top five under Mike Martin Jr., uh, the head coach of the Florida State Seminoles will join us in just a little bit. They're actually busing over. Uh, the cell reception was a little off, so we're going to uh, be joined by Mike Martin Jr. in about a half hour. So that's coming up. So we have Shock Your Mock instead, mm. Austin. Oh, Lane. yeah. Um, I've been working on the, the theme song a little more. Give me one more day. We should have it figured out. <laughs> Until then, I apologize. You know, it sounds a lot different on the headphones than it does on, on live radio, but it is what it is. All right. Uh, yeah. So let's go. Shock your mock. Day two, less than a month away from the 2022 NFL Draft. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. I am shocked and appalled. I am shocked and chagrined, mortified and stupefied. Yeah, there it All is. Right. Let's go. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like uh, Cookie Monster. It, well, a little bit. Sounds yep. like um, I, I'd be like in the locker room in 2010, 11, 12, mm -hmm. interviewing the Jags media. Time, I was there, and and I'd be like, "What the hell is that coming out of the bathroom?" That, that, okay. Or the cold tub. <laughs> Who's singing? Sure, sure, sure. What is that? No, that, that was actually Clayus Campbell doing a cameo for me. <laughs> I, I, I paid him to do uh, the Shocker Mock. So thank you to Clayus Campbell for your contributions. Jacksonville misses you, man. You're always welcome here on ESPN. By the way, he's still a free agent, too. Yeah, I know. Clay Harbor vouching for Clayus Campbell. Is he? Clay Harbor, man. Clay, Clay I Harbor. I feel like ever since we had him on. I feel like Clay Harbor's trying to replace me right now I, on the I, show. I, <laughs> No, he's, he, also he's got the hottest takes of all time. Like, you see what he's doing? From? Uh, he, was, he was talking Bachelor and that was it. Now all of a sudden he's like ingrained himself in Jacksonville Jaguars lore. Uh, uh, that's fine. We had the combination of him coming on the show and the Bachelor-like season finale yeah, or yeah. talk or, or yeah. all whatever they call that thing at the end where yeah. everybody says all. Yep. Um, and now all of a sudden Clay Harper's like... A job. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I see what he's trying to do. Uh, I see you out there, Clay. Keep doing yeah. it, man. It's called after the final rows, but yeah. Oh, thank you. Whatever Come on, the hell Brent, it's you're better than that. Show. So, <laughs> so this Shock Your Mock today uh, is special because this dude actually, I think, did he sign in the ESPN 690 DMs, or was it your DMs, Casey? It was my DMs. All right, so Casey, please set the table for us of who this character is here. Hey, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I don't have my phone. Okay. I, I lost it. Okay. So, like, if you've been texting me or anything, I'm, I don't have the info. Oh, I, <laughs> okay. Good. Good to know I now. Thought, I kind of thought Brent would tell you, to be honest, because Brent's known since about 11 a.m. this morning. But okay. uh, don't have the phone and don't know my Twitter login. Gotcha. All right. Then I got so, a couple curves. So do we, have, do we have a lot of things, like, on Shock Your Mock that probably aren't going to happen now? Uh, I mean, I, I did text Casey a little bit, but we're all right, man. You we, think we, we're we good? Can, I, I, think Casey, oh, yeah, I, th I think me and Casey, though I'm not in the studio with them right now, 
I believe in our chemistry. I think I think he's gonna get us there. By the way, like oh I just don't understand. Like, okay. how do you lose <laughs> your phone? Though, huh? How do you lose your phone? And then and just like, how do you even show up for anything after you lost your phone? Yeah, so Good it's point. it's pretty straightforward. I'll answer that. Um, we have a project we're working on. The interview we had scheduled was at 11 a.m. It was about 10:30 at the house, and I realized I had no phone, so I made the decision after looking for 10 minutes. I stay and continue to look, and am late. And no offense, Brent, you can't do this without me. So then I piss everybody off. Yeah. Or I just say, you know what? No phone today. I'm like going to power through. I'm going to do my job. But then somehow I'm getting yelled at for actually showing up to work. So yeah, this is I just mind-blowing. Shame on you for doing your job, you know? I just have one question. Did you lose your phone on a motorcycle driving on the highway? <laughs> no. Okay. It's quite the experience. Because it is. I mean, if so, then we probably will have a caller calling in and found your phone. Yeah. <laughs> stay tuned, Casey. <laughs> just stay tuned. Yeah, so, I guess. Anyway, okay, so the, but the, the guy's picture and everything, it is up on the, the screen, though, right? It is indeed, yeah, so yes. I can set him up. All right, so uh, this guy, Gabe Thompson, slid into Casey's um, DMs, and it happens to ha be that uh, Gabe Thompson is an author, uh, an author of the book Vagrant. You heard of it? I mean, I to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't either. It's all good, though. But he's got 13,700 followers, all which right. is a lot more than I do, a lot more than Casey has. Brent, you know, you're doing your own thing, whatever. Yeah. Um, now, he's also following 8,682 people. So Is he following I, us? Uh, no. And this is the crazy thing. How did he find not Casey? Not following me, not following Casey, not following the show as far as I'm concerned. Right, hey. Casey? Hey, that, that was the case, but guess who got a new follower, boys? <laughs> oh, this guy's following you now? Yeah. This That's my okay. guy. Okay. Okay. He just doesn't have a phone to see it. Well, I'm going to be honest. Well, he's not following me. By now, so who knows, you know? Well, and he's not following me, and he's not going to follow me after this mock draft because this is absolute trash. But since he's an author, uh, uh, I'm going to try to keep it a little more, like, author-centric. But I'm going to call it like I see him. You know, we're on the road right now. I don't have all my utensils in front of me to, to provide the, the full shock your mock experience. But dang it, we're going to try our best. So, Brent, if you could please just read me the names and the numbers and everything, and then I can kind of go from there if you want to take part in this as well. Sure. I would love to help out. Yeah. Uh, let's just assume I can. At number one, <laughs> he stayed at number one. Yeah. He didn't trade it away for 14 draft picks. No, thank God. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, I think we've all heard of him, you know. Um, Probably the overall consensus right now, number one pick. I'm not mad at it. You know, I mean, it's something fancy. We know he's coming here. Um, it's hard to trade down. The New York Giants are not interested in the number one pick, so let's get that out of our minds right now. Uh, this guy used the PFF app or whatever it is for the mod draft. Keep that in mind. Gave 808. But, but you know how we do that, though. We don't worry about the grades, the grades. from PFF. Because Our grades, their grades. It's not real. It's, We're the experts. It's not real. But in Hutchinson, yeah. Give me a golf clap. Because, give me a good, yeah. a good job. Because here's what happens. Those sites, they give the grade just to make you feel get better so you come back. So you come back again. We're not here to make you feel better, no. but we still want you to hey, come back. We're, we're here to tell it like it is. So you got Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, pick number one. I like it. Let's All right. Now, uh, we yeah. kept our second pick now at number yeah. 33, <clears throat> Daxton Hill, who also is <clears throat> from Mich Michigan, and he plays cornerback. No, cornerback. Yes. Okay, so... Um, First of all, the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't win three games last year for this guy to pick Michigan Wolverines back-to-back. -back. No. All right, and number two, Shaq Griffin okay? Is Shaq Griffin okay? Tyson Tyson Campbell? Something happened to him? Did he get arrested? What happened? Darius Williams. Oh, are we okay? Is everybody okay right now? Because last time I checked, I think we're okay at corner. We're playing the four quarters? I, 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 well, what are we doing here? North Carolina what? basketball? <laughs> like hey, by the way, is this a roast on Urban Meyer picking Michigan back-to-back? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> well, whatever the case may be, horrible pick. But, I mean, if, if this is an Amazon book review, you get one star, dude. You get that one star right. <laughs> Tell him, Casey. Come on, Gabe. Why would you have to a cornerback right now that high? You don't need it. 
Get serious. Oh, and by the way, in case you want to know how good Pro Football Focus is, gave this pick an A. Yeah, right? So, so what does this prove to us? PFF isn't real. It's just like the salary cap. It was made up. They don't know what they're doing, and it doesn't exist. Yeah, and they haven't updated the Jags roster, apparently. Thank you very much. Uh, Next pick, Brent. Round three, pick 65. We're going linebacker Quay Walker, yeah. Georgia Bulldog. All right, so good linebacker. Scouts think that he could be a backup eventually work his way into a starting role. But can he beat Dylan Moses? Can he beat Chad Quarterman? Why are we having this conversation, though? You know, because last time I checked, is this a deep wide receiver class? Are, are, are wide receivers not available? So why are we taking a linebacker? Linebacker, I know. Can you imagine Trevor Lawrence sitting back and watching this draft right now? <laughs> talking to his agent, saying, that, what is he going to say? Hey, I, I'm out. You know, yeah. I'm out. Joe, Joe Burrow's getting Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow's getting weapons. And I got to deal with a guy from Michigan yeah. playing cornerback. Trevor's like, linebacker. Trevor's like, call David Mulligetta. Oh, yeah. He got Jalen out. He got the Sean out. He'll get me out. So I'm not sure this is some kind of Gabe Thompson, like, sabotage the Jacksonville Jaguars trying to get Trevor Lawrence out of here. But whatever the case may be, I don't like to pick at number 65 either. Yeah, it's looking more like a Stephen King book. Yeah. Scary. Horrid. Uh, round three, pick 70. Yeah. John Mechie, okay. the third. There's your okay. receiver. And, by the way, it comes with Romeo Dowell. Yep. At uh, number 106. So back-to-back wideouts for Trevor. Okay, okay. So, so now we're getting back on track a little bit. Obviously, pick number 70, John Metry. That's going to be a Trent Bulky blue, blue light special. We got a button? That's, that's a Trent Bulky <laughs> blue light special. Oh, yeah, baby. Torn ACL just the way Trent Bulky likes them, right? Salivating right now. Like Pavlov's <laughs> dog, if you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, I do like John Metry. It makes a lot of sense. If he falls that deep, which is a big if, by all means, pull the trigger on this guy. But I don't see that happening. Not really realistic. I'm not sure what PFF gave the grade in this one. Oh, B. A B. He, he falls. Arguably the best wide receiver in the game falls to 70. You give him a B. Okay. Whatever the case may be, PFF. But nevertheless, I don't think he's going to fall that long. And You, you know, know this Dobbs guy? I know this Dobbs guy as well. Yeah, we, 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 we got to keep on going with you real quick. Oh, we're not done? Yeah, yeah. So um, I want a weapon for Trevor Lawrence. That makes a lot of sense. But I also want a guy that can come in right away and help out. Matt Sheep. I'm not mad at this pick. Trent Bulky special. We'll see. Uh, pick 106, Romeo Dobbs. Now, I'm not sure this is a joke because, like, Romeo, like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, very good. Maybe this guy is, like, all in on being an author. Who knows what's going on? I mean, he's on Amazon, so he's, he's a real deal. This is his next book. Yeah, so this guy's from Nevada. Um, if you read about this guy, the Scott Report, he and by the way, the most cliche thing I read when I'm reading Scott Report is the kid likes to compete. Oh, yeah. But of course he does. Nah, he made it to the NFL, but, but I don't like to compete. But, but of course he does. Name one guy who Listen, doesn't want to compete. I like to say this about Kaylee and Tyler. They like to compete. Yeah, That's exactly. Fair, all right? Exactly. They're sophomores in high school. You make it to the NFL, yep. Major League Baseball, whatever. Then you like to compete. That's yep. just a throw-in. So a little about this guy. He's a physical receiver, 6'2", 201 pounds. Did not participate in the combine drills um, or any kind of activity until his pro day. So that there might be an injury there. If we talk about injuries, that's a Trent Bulky Blake special, everybody. That's a trip off the book. There it is. I love it. Thank you, Case. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not sure when Nevada's Pro Day is going to be televised. I guess I'll watch the guy then to, to make to make a, an opinion. But he's expected to run like a 4-5, possibly a 4-6. But at the end, at State the very least, Romeo should be at the draft. Yeah, exactly. It's in Vegas. Oh, okay, that's a good point, too, as well. All, All right, right, who next, got next up, we switch over to the NBA for this next pick. <laughs> Round 157, and we're taking Chris Paul. Yeah, so this is Chris Paul, pick 157 out of Tulsa. Um, you know, he should, he should probably go the author route and do a little nom de plume. You know what that means? No. It's an author thing. Don't worry about it. It's French. <laughs> Look it up sometime. But he should definitely nom de plume. Change your name. 
Change your name. That's what it means. Change your name. It's in French. Good name. idea. Yeah, I did my research. Um, I checked the tape. Uh, he's 6'4", 322 pounds, also ran a 489, almost as fast as me, which is pretty impressive, but didn't come as close to me, and not even close in the same ballpark, not even this ballpark in terms of his broad jump, but it is what it is. It's not an important position. Like to... you, though, fifth-round pick crapshoot. Okay, Brett. Well, you know, we don't make jokes now. Um, here's what the scouts say about this, and I'm, I'm not making this up. This was an exact scouting report from NFL.com. Massive bubble with thick thighs and long arms. Now. Huh? Now. <laughs> that got well, everybody's attention let, at the Tiki oh, Bar. Oh, yeah, people at Tiki Bar wonder what I'm talking about. Okay, let's establish one thing right now with Shock Your Mouth, because this is kind of unheard of. I'm starting to see there's going to be a trend here. I don't want any more offensive tackles taken deep in Shock Your Mouth, because every single time I read about them, it's super inappropriate, super old dude speak, and I don't, I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to call a guy that has a massive bubble with thick thighs and long arms. What are we doing here? Are, are we doing photo shoots? We playing football. Yesterday was bulbous thighs. Bulbous thighs. And, and with that, the, the massive bubble, what is that? What do you his think it is, man? I, I would say it's his backside. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nobody under the age of 75 is going to say those terms. Is that so, the nicest like, way to say he's got a big you-know-what? You know, how about he has a big chassis? Yeah, there he, we go. He has a chassis He's that's got ready some for the sand position. in his pants. I don't like sand in your pants either because you're not 75 years old, Martin. No, so come on, let's get it going now. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, he's probably going to be playing guard in the NFL at the next level. But I, I don't like the descriptions of him. He might be a great player. It doesn't really matter. When you say massive bubble with thick thighs, I can't come with you on that one. Let me, uh, let's move on. My favorite part of the program in Shock Your Mock, Brett Martin, O'Sullivan, Casey Kurtz, where we now digest the 542 sixth-round picks of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. At pick 180, Pierre Strong Jr. out of South Dakota State. Yep. We do like that he's a jackrabbit. Yep. And playing what position? Running back. Running which, back. Which is probably a draft need alert um, if you want to hit the button, Casey. <laughs> I, I, like I like that a lot. Oh, and by the way, does does my research not come through in the clutch? Did he not run a 4-3-7 on the grandest of stages wow. at the NFL Combine? Casey, hit the button again, 4 3 7 alert. <laughs> That's a, uh, oh, a sub-4-4. He gets two of them. By the way, do we have a Gene Smith alert for picking Nevada to Would Tulsa and hey, South Dakota hey, State well, back to back to back? That's true as well. But, hey, James Robinson now didn't disappoint, did he? Uh, he wasn't a draft pick. Well, okay, but still. I mean, he's a small school guy. He was. Right? So, okay, keep in mind. He, uh, big-time talent out of, out of South Dakota State. Um, obviously against inferior talent, but at the same time, produced when he had to. Explosive. Can do a little bit of everything. I, I like this pick at 180. I'm not sure if he's going to drop this deep. But if you can get him, absolutely pull that trigger because a lot of people think he could be a starter for years to come. In the NFL. All right. Uh, we ha we do need probably a running back in the draft. So maybe yeah, not a yeah, bad so pick there. Kind of that. a fun one to take an eye, uh, yeah. keep an eye on. At pick 188, still in the sixth round, of course, Luke Watt. Luke yeah. Wattenberg out of Washington yeah. plays the center position. We need some depth after Brandon Litter's retirement. I mean, yeah, and, and I appreciate that, Brent, the, the center depth. Are we just going to say screw the interior defensive line? We don't uh, believe uh, in that. In general? We're no. not, not, not going to stop anybody, huh? Nah. It's not like we're playing stop the run. We're not going to stop Derrick Henry. We're going to get Quay Walker and back-to-back to back defensive John, picks to start I, the I, I mean, draft. I, a, corner, is a corner stopping Derrick Henry? <laughs> is a corner going to stop Jonathan Taylor? He's, he's working down in the box. Is a, is a corner going to stop insert running back from Houston Texans? <laughs> I'm not sure who it even is. Who's, 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 who's the Texans running back? You know? No idea. Uh, Johnson's still the there? David Johnson? David Johnson? Yeah. Oh, maybe he's still there. He nevertheless, good fantasy four years ago. Yeah, nevertheless, um, okay, center, yeah, you need him. You, you need the depth um, coming in. Uh, 
you know, he could be a starter going forward. He still got Tyler Shatley. I'm not mad at this pick, but where's the interior defensive line? Why, why are we not talking about the, the, the big hosses on the defensive side of the ball? No, don't worry. It's coming up next. Yep. Oh, no, it's not. Nope. Third round, uh, third pick of the sixth round, 197, safety. Percy Butler, he's a raging Cajun out of Louisiana. So, actually, I know a little bit about this guy because my friend is an assistant AD there, swears the world to this guy. Really? So, I mean, and I take my friend's word for it. Go Percy. But, but at the same time, where or where is the interior defensive line? Well, it's Keep it going, good. next. The last pick of round six for the oh, Jacksonville oh, Jaguars. Hey. Defensive line help from Texas A&M, Jaden Peavy. Jaden Peavy, yeah, so not much to say about this guy. I mean, he's going to be a depth rotation. You didn't get any stars at defensive line in the draft. Just set aside from Ed Hutchinson, but he's more of an edge guy, depending on the 3-4 defense or 4-3 defense. Okay, cool, you got a, you got a, you got a deep pick in a defensive line. Good for you. 222, round seven, tackle. Out of whiskey, Logan Bruss. Uh, I'll tell you what, Brent. Now, we talk about tackles, and if you think I'm biased, I'm not, but this guy could be something special, Okay. He's from Wisconsin. He's a bad blue collar. Yeah, well, he's, he's a blue collar guy. Oh, he's been in the pickle. He's been in the pickle a couple times. He's he's been on he's been on State Street. He knows what he's doing. Wisconsin Badger. Um, obviously, kind of underachieving in terms of expectations and everything. But still, a guy that in terms of depth, that's fine. But now, how many offensive tackles do we have on this team? A lot. A lot. Okay. Wait, two in this draft to go yeah. along with our other three. Yep. Anything else? Or is that it? I think that's it. It's a lot uh, of picks. The uh, wide receiver at oh, there's one more. Slade Bolden, Alabama. Oh yeah, Slade Bolden. We got an Alabama guy. Alabama guy. Which one Alabama no, guy? We have Georgia Georgia guy. winners. We have two Alabama guys. In this draft? Yeah, we have two Alabama oh, receivers. Yeah, yeah, we have Metri as well. Yeah. So overall, I mean, if it's an Amazon book review, with all due respect to the contestant, I gotta give you two and a half stars at the most. You know, it's it's like reading um, I think a book that I read in high school. That was kind of just like whatever. Um, it's like reading Pride and Prejudice. No, not Pride and Prejudice. Uh, what's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio where, like, they're like uh, the flappers. He's got a lot of money. Casey, help me out. Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby, yeah. We had to read The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm in small town Wisconsin. I don't really care about millionaires yeah. living on, on yachts and, and falling in love and everything. And by the way, <clears throat> the girl had it coming. But now what are we talking about? <laughs> Gabe Thompson. Yeah, she was way too out of the control. What's Gabe up? Thompson, uh, we do want to help you promote your book, Vagrant. Vagrant. So go check him out. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, uh, probably, a good bet, better author than Shock Your Mocker. Uh, I'm sure it's a better author than that. And if you notice the theme here on Shock Your Mocker, no, there's no T-shirts. Why? Because no one's earning a T-shirt. Okay? When we're taking cornerbacks in the second round, you don't get a T-shirt. Brent's too lazy to get T-shirts. I don't blame him, man, because these contestants so far have been absolutely horrible. So thank you for your effort, but, man, no thank you. Yeah, well, there we go. That's the latest shock your mock. Get him in. Don't you want to be a part of this? Each and every day, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, usually right around this time in the 4 o'clock hour. Let's take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 rolls on from the baseball grounds. Florida Gators have arrived. I think the Florida State Seminoles are just arriving as well. We've got some baseball tonight in Jacksonville. 7 o'clock first pitch and 645 coverage of the Knowles and the Gators on ESPN 690. Scheduled to join us coming up is uh, Mike Martin Jr. right after this. When we come back, we'll talk a little ball with the head coach of the Florida State Seminoles, the fifth-ranked team in the country. Drew Locke, who they acquired from the Denver Broncos on the roster. Geno Smith is a free agent. They'd like to bring him back and have him be a part of their quarterback plan going forward. And they are expected to add another wide, another quarterback 
much like the Packers are expected to add a wide receiver. The question is, do the Packers go out and trade for a guy like Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, or do they prefer the traditional route of getting a quarterback in the draft where they, too, have extra draft picks courtesy of the Denver Broncos? But I don't think we'll just be seeing Drew Locke and Geno Smith going to Seahawks training camp to battle for that starting job. I think this team is measuring its options right now before deciding what it wants to do, but I expect the Seahawks to still add another quarterback. That is Adam Schefter, of course, from down at the NFL owners' meetings. Brett Martin, oh, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, back on a Tuesday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Your home for Florida State football and basketball and tonight baseball as well as we'll have the uh, number five ranked team in the country florida state in jacksonville against the number 14th ranked team in the country the florida gators you can listen to it on espn 690 and coming up in just a couple of moments we are expected to have head coach of the Knowles, mike martin jr on with us. Jimmy Garoppolo, did you see the news coming out of the NFL owners meetings today that they could keep him on the roster, yeah. that they wouldn't name a starter? Is it smart to now keep him? I guess the shoulder surgery really is an impact yeah. on the trade value, what people look. And, and now they might not want to even do anything with Garoppolo until they see that he's okay. And that might force San Francisco to maybe play him some in the preseason, then trade him, or just keep him on the roster for a bit. They're not going to release him. No, they're not going to release him because I, I think you can definitely get something for him if he's back to the old Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, to me, it reminds me a little bit of, like, the whole Drew Brees situation when he was with the Chargers and teams were kind of leery of – because he had in his contract where if he goes to a new team, he's got to be named the starter, and teams are leery to do that. Obviously, the New Orleans Saints took a risk, it paid off, um, and his arm was fine. Um, I do get the buyers beware a little bit in terms of is he going to be the same guy that he was before with the shoulder injury? So I get what teams are trying to do here. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I think if you can keep Jimmy Garoppolo, not cut him, and then hopefully showcase him in the preseason, a team's going to bite, right? Because this is a guy who has a lot of experience, number one, um, who, who took his team to a Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, number two. So, he, I mean, he's, yeah. he's got that going for him. So I think there's a lot to like it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, is he going to be more than a game manager and an all-pro talent? Well, probably not. But if you're looking for a, a stable guy that doesn't make a lot of mistakes that can help win you some ball games, well, he's the guy for you. Yeah, so we'll see what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm interested uh, to see that. You hear some music in the background now here at the baseball grounds, and while well, the Florida Gators are taking uh, some infield outfield, I think we'll probably get some BP. It's a oh, fantastic. Game. See so, how we're like, right in the line of that. Yeah, That's well, going to be fun. Yeah, we, should, we might get hit. Awesome. Well, I mean, I'll make the catch. Man, I'm an outfielder. Like, this is easy. Can of corn for me. Sure, sure, so sure. So I'll protect you. What does can of corn mean? Can of corn. That's like an easy uh, fly out. Why? I don't know the why. She's okay. called the can of corn. Okay, I, I've never heard of can of corn before. Really? So. I don't think so, man. No. Wow. All right. I mean, these football MMA guys, well, AAU basketball guys. Well, I'm just saying. Up I in mean, Wisconsin, they don't call it a can of corn. I don't. When you think get a fly ball, yeah, you played a little ball. Yeah, we, we call it pot fly, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy will know all about a can Let's of corn it. coming up next. Mike Martin Jr. joins us. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 694 to State Baseball Coach. Mike Martin Jr., can of corn. I got to teach my co-host a little bit. He's a former NFL player. He fights for a living in an MMA cage. So we got to teach him about ball sometimes. Yeah, we, we need a few can of corns tonight for <laughs> Knowles. That would be fantastic. Uh, thanks for joining us, Coach. You guys get the, the Gators for the first time this year. First time around was rained out. Welcome back to Jacksonville. Uh, how much do you enjoy playing this game here in the River City against one of your rivals? Uh, it's a fantastic event. You know, the crowds are Pretty much down the middle, you know, Florida State and Florida. And, uh, they're huge crowds of good for our guys to get used 
too tough and you know not tough so much but just loud environments and uh, that's our goal is to make our guys comfortable and uncomfortable we're excited can't wait to see how they play yeah, you've been around this thing for a long time. Was it is it nice to finally get out from underneath the last couple of years for your guys, your kids, uh, feel the atmospheres again after COVID and and the shortened seasons and maybe the lack of crowds? It, it does feel like it's back to normal from a sporting event standpoint. Yes, it, it definitely is, and it's refreshing. You know, the guys work their tails off, and you know, back in COVID, you show up, nobody was there, and some places you couldn't even have fans, and uh, there just wasn't, you know baseball it wasn't what they've worked their whole lives towards and uh it really does feel feel great now coach i, I mean i don't know what, what the can of corn is but i know a lot about baseball in terms of mechanics uh, and mechanics are important i mean when you talk about a bigger game like this where it's going to be a great crowd a great atmosphere against one of your rivals i mean in terms of preparation do you keep it even keel or do you change up a couple of things here no you just do exactly what you've always done our routine will be the same but um you know the main thing is to to not let them get so hyped up that they can't, you know, we're playing a thinking man's game. they got to be able to think and, um, you know, the crowd, you know, just act as though they're not there. And, uh, but, again, our routine will be identical to what we always do. Mike Martin, Jr. with us, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Knowles in town against the Gators, and it's the top five team in the country, Florida State Seminoles. Uh, I know that probably doesn't mean that much to you in the middle of the season, but it's good to be playing well and be recognized for some of those efforts, Coach. Yes, it is. And, you know, we um, – we're a work in progress, but, you know, we do some things really well. And pitching against one of them. And, um, you know, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the defense, and, and we're getting better in that regard. We've got some swing and miss, but we also have some power, and we can do some things. So, um, you know, that power and speed combination is what everybody's chasing, and we're fortunate to have offensive players that, um, you know, have that power-speed combo. Mike Martin, Jr. with us, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Do you, about this time, do you know – your team pretty well do you feel like you have a good pretty good handle on what to expect the remainder i mean you just got going in the conference season but you've also played a, a good amount of ball games by this point yeah you really don't i always say the middle of the season it, you really kind of know what you got and you got to make some moves and uh give guys a big enough sample size to show what they can do and uh, if you're not liking it then you know make moves then and then once you get to that two-thirds of the way then you, you are what you are and you go with it Check in with a couple of the local guys from around here on your roster. Uh, give us an update on some of the young guys, especially Connor Moore comes out of St. John's Country Day. We watched him have a heck of a season last year. How's he adjusting so far uh, to the collegiate game, especially in the ACC level? Yeah, he's, he's fine. You know, you look at his numbers, he hasn't got a lot of time, but we played a very difficult schedule, and, you know, he's a power and speed guy as well. He can play multiple positions, and, um, you know, we've just got some older guys that are a little bit more experienced than uh, – Stepping right in as a freshman and playing at this level is hard to do. And how about uh, Jackson Bowmeister? Uh, he is another one of those young guys getting a little bit of taste of, of the next level after a brilliant career at Bowles. Uh, he's got some good stuff, but obviously some maturation to do, too, as he heads into to this next level of play. Yeah, J-Bomb has, has got a chance to be really special. You know, it's hard to find guys with, uh, you know, arm strength and carry on his fastball like he has. When he struggled, it's because he hasn't been landing the breaking ball for strikes. Uh, you've got to have two above-average pitches at this level to get guys out. But his last time out, he was great. Uh, I'm hoping to get him in there. I love to get, you know, in big environments. I love to get the young pups out there. So, uh, you know, hopefully things go well and we can get him in there.
Yeah, so maybe we see Jackson Baumeister tonight. And how about Dylan Simmons? Really nice story. Did a story on him at Trinity Christian when he was battling lymphoma, and he obviously had some adversity, but ends up on your campus. Uh, give us an update on Dylan. Good young man who obviously has battled some things. He sure has. What a special young man he is. Um, you know, he's a joy to be around. He's been through a lot. Um, he's had some struggles on the mound, but he was fantastic his last outing. Um, he's one of the top two or three guys on the team that, you know, the kids gravitate towards because he's got that infectious personality. And uh, people are just always amazed at how upbeat he is. And, you know, he's just um, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. And, uh, you know, he's another one that's got the big arm. And, um, you know, getting the ball down was the issue. And uh, he really got it down the last time out. He came in and punched out three in a row. Coach, you know, I'm a guy that comes from football, and obviously going from high school to, to college, there's always a little bit of a transition um, in terms of just getting acclimated to, to that college game. When you talk about high school baseball players, whether they're pitchers or, or you know, skill position kind of guys, I mean, what, what do we talk about here? Like, what do you generally see in terms of how long does it take for a player to feel comfortable coming right out of high school? Well, it, a lot of it has to do with their makeup. You know, some guys get chewed up and spit out because they don't like the uh, way it makes them feel, you know, the big crowds and, uh, playing on the road and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, another guy, you got to make them better. So, uh, and you really don't know that. That's why recruiting is such a crapshoot because you really don't know that until you, you get them in those environments. But uh, that's why we like to go after guys that come from big programs that uh, have bigger crowds and they're, they're used to it. You know how they're going to perform. You know, heck, I, I was good when there was nobody there, but when there people there, it's a different story. Uh, Mike Martin, Jr. with us. We'll only keep you for a couple more minutes down in the dugout here at the baseball grounds. We appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, and, and talking to all the Florida State baseball fans here in town. You talked about recruiting. I mean, listen, we live in that world right now, high school travel ball, and we see it all. We know some yeah, of these I'm kids. Sorry. We, I'm sorry. I'm not hearing anything. Oh, you can't get us there? You get, is that a little better, Coach? You got us now? Hello? You all there? Lost, uh, there you go. You got us, Coach? Can you hear us now there? Mike Martin Jr. down in the uh, dugout here. I think uh, in at the baseball grounds they're making their way. Might have, be having a little trouble uh, hearing us. Casey, let us know if you think uh, he's still around or not. Uh, uh, I got you now. Okay, you got us. Okay, Coach, I'll, I'll let you go in a minute. I know we have a little connection problem there, but thank you uh, for, for making uh, the time. Uh, recruiting in this area is unbelievable, right? Uh, you got, you've done a nice job of coming to Jacksonville, but also the state of Florida and, and gathering a lot of talent. Oh, yeah, Jacksonville's always been a hotbed. Uh, you know, the coaches know exactly what they're doing. They're competitive. Uh, they, you know, we've had a lot of success in Jacksonville, and, uh, you know, Florida has as well. And uh, it's one of those deals where you go and recruit programs, you know, guys that know how to teach the correct way and get the most out of their guys. And, uh, you know, when you turn around and get, get them, you know, they know what they're doing. And so it's not a complete overhaul when it comes to the mechanics and pitching and complete overhaul when it comes to, um, you know, hitting. So, uh, we've had great success. We've got to keep that going. How's Dad doing, by the way? Is he uh, enjoying retirement, or you have to keep, or is he calling you all the time and giving you some suggestions? No, he, he you know, stays, um, you know, out of the limelight, if you will. Today he's saying he's going to go out for the Super Senior Golf Tour, and then the next day he's going to be quitting <laughs> golf. So, um, you know, Mom's doing great, and we had a little scare with her the other day, but uh, all is well with her, so. Um, I wish they could make the trip, but um, they couldn't come over. All right, Coach, appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, good luck tonight against the Gators and the rest of the way. Appreciate your time.
Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. You bet. That's Mike Martin, Jr., head coach of the Florida State uh, baseball team. Uh, we appreciate him taking a few minutes here, and uh, they are getting set to play the Florida Gators. Gators are on the field right now getting ready for batting practice. We'll catch some home run balls by both the Knowles and the Gators out here and the Tiki Bar at the baseball ground. 7 o'clock, first pitch. The crowd should be fantastic. A gorgeous night for uh, college baseball. And you can listen to the game right here on ESPN 690. Uh, coverage starts at 645. And, Austin, I, I know this is obviously a little more near and dear to my heart, but, I mean, I think college baseball is in such a good place. I mean, college baseball for a long time, it was slow-pitch softball. Like, if you go back in the 90s, it got out of hands. They dialed back the bats. And then they got a little low scoring, and the arms got so good. And then somewhere in between, and in the last 10 years, it's morphed into a game that's highly entertaining, super talented. The crowds are unbelievable. And maybe the most important part is the MLB now picks from the collegiate game just as much, if not more, from the high school game. Everybody wanted to get young, 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 so they take these high school guys. Well, now the college programs are so good that they're able to take a guy like Hunter Barco who's playing for Florida, and he's been excellent on Friday nights. He could have got drafted. I think he did get drafted, but he could have been a second, third-round pick at the very least coming out of bowls. He goes to Florida. He'll be a first-round pick coming out of Florida because he's gotten better, and it's almost like a training ground. I think all those things that I mentioned, plus that most important part where guys can get better, increase their draft stock, has really helped college baseball flourish. Yeah, it's something to be said. We can kind of increase your skill set a little bit, go to the college level, obviously help get an education as well, which never hurts anything, and then go on to the next level and hopefully get drafted higher than what you did maybe in high school. I think it's a great game plan. Yeah, and one more thing about that, too, is like last with the pandemic and co- the, the rounds that are in baseball went down to five rounds, mm-hmm. but they're even been knocked down anyway. Mm-hmm. And so that means a lot of the talent isn't getting drafted. And so collegiate baseball between COVID extra years, lack of rounds being drafted at the major league baseball level and transfer portal, the division one level, I think even the division two level and especially the junior college level has just thrived. And the talent, when you go watch, I tell you what, it's unbelievable. You will see a lot of the folks you see here tonight in Jacksonville. They will be in your minor league ballparks over the next few years. Sure. Uh, which is also pretty cool. Appreciate Mike Martin Jr. doing a fantastic job uh, with uh, the Florida State baseball program. They play tonight. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. Yeah, first of all, I was I was super happy with the goal and obviously to help the team. You know, as, as an attacking player, it's always important to – to try and make your mark uh, and be productive in the, in the final third. And secondly, look, I mean, there's always there's always going to be people that that um, you know hate and, and and that have their own opinions. Um, and I just try, try and stay focused on myself. Um, I know um, you know how valuable I am and, and you know how how valuable I can be to this team. Um, and so for me, just going out there every day um, and you know these guys that you know that that I play with, they motivate me uh, to the max. And the, and the guys in my position push me uh, to the limits. And, and I appreciate that. But overall, no, I mean. You I was just super happy in the moment uh, to be able to score um, and, and help the team win. Is that hockey? Not exactly. Or is uh, it soccer? Is that Captain America? That is not, but that's a good guess. All right. You're never going to get had. it. That's Paul Ariola. That's all I had. Good, good try, Paul. though. Thank you. Uh, what is that? That's uh, Popolsic, right? Is Captain America? Yes. Oh, what's his name? Yeah. Yes. Uh, pa- who's Paul? Paul plays for the U.S. team. He scored the second goal the other night, uh, which ended up being the game winner, technically. 
So, Casey, what was that atmosphere like? I was going to say, we didn't talk about this. How was it? Yeah, yeah, that's why I played the sound. Um, I was telling Brian this yesterday, and he laughed at me. You guys are going to laugh at me, so I'm prepared. But uh, <laughs> I met Stuart Weber, can't agree with me. I have never experienced anything like that, like, in my life. Like, I've never been – I've been to the World Series. I've been to uh, Stanley Cup and all types of things. That It's been pretty exciting, uh, playoff football as well. But I literally had chills when he scored the first goal because in soccer, like, most of the time the first goal is the winner. He, he steps up to take the penalty, and it's, like, dead silent. And then it just goes ballistic when he scores. Like, I, I had chills. It was so I, – I didn't expect it to happen, but it was crazy. It was now, so what cool. was the final score of the game? 5-1. Uh, yeah, okay. What does that mean? It's not that. Well, no, I'm saying, like, I mean, were they supposed to win that game or was it supposed to be a close game? No, they are supposed to win. Okay. Probably not 5-1 because 5 ones okay. a route. 5 ones a lot. I mean, it's 10-1 in, in baseball. I mean. So, like, in terms of the crowd, like, how many people were there? It was sold out, so 25,000. And, like, do they have, like, their own – because, like, when I went there here in Jacksonville a couple times, like, they all have, like, their chance, right? Like, it's – Yeah. I, it's hard to explain. Like, they kind of congregate, like, at the like at a certain spot before the game. Yes. And then, like, they all kind of go there together and they're, they're chanting and everything. So, did you take part in that as well or did you just kind of go in the stadium and kind of do your own thing? Well, technically, I was working. So, oh, okay. I was – here's what was cool about it. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's so what was – I Sunday and Monday. Yeah. What was cool about it was the stadium they played in, which is the, usually the Orlando City Stadium – Mm-hmm. is not big. So the press yeah. box was not ready for that because obviously this was a, there was huge implications for like they could have qualified after missing last year. So it was a big deal. So what they did was they took like the last three rows of like the upper area right in front of the press box and put like tables and stuff out there. You were in the shade. They had inter- or the internet and the plugs out there. So that's, oh, cool. it was awesome because that's where I was. So it felt like you were in the crowd. Like you had the crowd next to you and in front of you. Oh, I don't know. You're actually covering the game. That's awesome. Yeah, man. very so, cool. So that's, by the way, that's that's called an auxiliary press box. Yeah, that's what it's and called. That's what happens at the big events, right? So, like, I've covered the World Series, the ALCSs, those kind of places, and like Yankee Stadium. I'll, I'll never forget it because I was there for Game Seven when Boone hit the home run in the ALCS. Yeah, and you know the whole uh, that was whole Pedro take him out or leave him in Grady Little, all that stuff. Well, I remember every pitch I I actually kept the book for. I kept the score sheet yeah. on that. and But I did it from, like, the top of the stadium. Their auxiliary press box was left field line, third base side, at the top of the stadium. Like, I could see the Bronx yep. <laughs> if I looked over. <laughs> and we were so high up. Now, the Super Bowls vary, but Super Bowls, you're always outside if you're, in, if you're uh, with the media. I think just some of the longtime media, the bigger outlets get the press box space. And there's just not enough space. To accommodate, that's what Casey's talking about. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty normal. How was live tweeting? You did a good job. Yeah, so um, here's – I didn't take my computer because my computer sucks. So I was like, you know, I can just do it on my phone. It'll be fine. It was not fine. It was constant typing aggressively, and then I would look up, and something else is happening. I'm like, I should get that. I'm not going to lie. I probably tweeted a little too much because I was, like, in it. No but, such thing. Uh, it, it, <laughs> I have a newfound respect for you. No wonder you didn't talk to me that day in L.A. when you were just tweeting away because you were too yeah, focused. Yeah. Well, that See, was football, not soccer, by the way. Soccer's a little bit less going on each play, I would imagine. Like, there is, but... But at least there's no, there is a stop in football, though, so... That's true. And the one thing I will say, like, no one no one is going to like this. This is going to be a poor take, uh, but it's true. <laughs> it's a good setup. Uh, 
there was not one person in that stadium for the entire 90 minutes that was disinterested. Like, there was always people chanting. Even the Panama oh, fans who were losing it. were chanting yeah. the whole time. Like, nobody. That was a tough ticket, man. 25000 that's it? Yeah, bro, that's why I got the press pass. It was like $250 a ticket in, like, yeah. far away. I was like, oh, I'll just cover it. You know, work. But what I'm going to get at is you go to a football game, people are on their phones. Yeah, good point. Like, there was sure, nobody yeah. that was not locked into this all around. It doesn't matter. Like, there was kids that were saying that I could see. They were locked in. They weren't on phones or nothing. So it's just, it's a whole different experience. Like, and I guess we kind of make fun of soccer a little bit in the U.S. in terms of, like, it's not that popular. I can tell you those, the people that are diehards are locked in. And it's just a different experience. Like, I, I'm I so glad yeah. I went. And by the way, I do think, I think there are plenty of soccer fans. I think the, half the problem is the men's team has not been good. Yeah. And and so you can't. It's hard to get new fans if you're not good, right? It's if you're talking bad about a team. Now the women have obviously done very well. When the men's national team has come here to Jacksonville, those atmospheres are terrific. Yeah, it's a fun atmosphere. I mean, and and by the way, like I'm not. I'm going to pretend to be like this big soccer fan, but the World Cup, whatever year that was, was I always say with the Vuvuzelas. Remember when that was a big thing? Oh yeah. And the bars in Jacksonville were packed around those matches, and it was just a festive scene, and people were learning about soccer. They are like, I want to be at that party, man. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That's why this is kind of a big deal for soccer in the United States, at least on the men's side, to qualify and maybe make a little run and get better. And I think Casey, he, he knows it so much better, but even if it's not this World Cup, it might be the next one where all the changes that they've made in the U.S. men's program maybe take shape. And, and pay some dividends. Yeah, it's I, I think it's fascinating because they, they miss out the year before, and that's, I think, when a lot of people just gave up on it. Like, even younger people are just like, okay, they're not good. And I said this to Brian again yesterday on OT. It's like their best player is one of the top three players on arguably the best club team on the planet. They won the Champions League, and they won the Club World Cup, which is Chelsea. So if you have a guy of that talent, who, by the way, scored a hat-trick the other night in the biggest game that they've played in a while... Like, you have talent, and now if you can grow on it with other younger guys, don't get me wrong, he's like 23, so he's still young, but I'm looking at guys that are like 19 in this scenario, calling them young guys. If you can bring those guys along, I think they, they can get out of their group potentially unless they get totally in a bad situation when they get to the World Cup, when they're actually in it. But uh, this is like, it, now is the time to become a soccer fan. Like, if you want to jump on the bandwagon for the United States, now is the time. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's a good take, too. I mean, uh, and I do think a younger generation... Your generation, by the way, like uh, the millennial generation, but even younger than that, can can jump on soccer. Like I found Ty as a kid. Now he doesn't do it as much anymore, but watching the English Premier League on a Saturday morning, you oh, know, yeah, it's more yeah. available in the United States, I'm, yeah, and it's yeah. more of a thing in the United, right? I'm all, I'm all over the North Macedonia uh, team right now. I'm getting on that bandwagon <laughs> after they just um, kicked, well, they kicked Italy out of the World I, Cup. They're not going. Unfortunately, they're, 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 they're not Italians. going either. I know, but it was still cool. The actually, I saw like the last five minutes of that game because they were down. I'm like, well, I have to watch like you know the Italians cry a little bit because it was such a big upset. <laughs> um, so I tuned in for that. But I mean, it, it's it's crazy how you have a powerhouse like Italy who won the Euros and now is not going, and USA who you know has been underachieving a little bit finally punched the ticket once again. Maybe soccer is is or can be a little bit like the the March Madness where Cinderella can live, right? North Macedonia, you mentioned Trinidad yeah. Tobago, right? Was the ones that upset mm -hmm. the United States. You're like, are you serious? Yep. Yeah. We just lost to Trinidad and Tobago in something? Yeah. <laughs> Did, <laughs> I mean, didn't happen in hockey in D2, the Mighty Ducks. That didn't happen. We beat so, like 9 nothing. Right maybe that's uh, I think it was where nine Cinderella to one. lives. I think along Colbert with got scored on. And you got blue bloods in soccer, too, by the way.
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. Plenty of them. Uh, United States, not one of them. All right, let's take a break. Football at 5, football of a different kind. Coming up, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. And in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll speak with Ryan Kelly from Tallahassee about pro day today at Florida State. Jermaine Johnson, a guy you might like, Austin Land a lot, uh, and others. Uh, we will talk a little bit of Florida State football here on ESPN 690. But back to the NFL when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. 